campaign where the emotional side or the emotional path will become more relevant yes in your experience or the sensory side of things become more relevant in your experience okay and a lot of times when people have pain from just looking at from a tissue injury or a tissue damage you know that approach it becomes you know we block the pain signal we do some injections we do all of that but nothing is done for the emotional aspect of the pain uh-huh. and address this this actually influence the sensory component because we know that the output of the pain itself is coming from the brain What's the most interesting thing you've learned recently? Hmm, recently. So, well, I think it relates to and you know, it's it's not a it's maybe a different uh, way of hearing the same message, but it's about, you know, I I do, you know, health and it's really fundamentally this idea of respecting the intelligence of the cell. Mm. Right? Out of this one cell with information develops this organ systems and it has all this intelligence to, to know what it's supposed to do provided it get the right substrate and the right signal so um respecting the intelligence of the cell that's that's something that i guess it's a it's a neat concept and yeah i love that because but you do see like you know egg and sperm coming together <laughs> and then then Suddenly there's a cell. <laughs> and there's a cell. And then this cell has all this information to make sure that you're not growing teeth in your eye or make sure you're not growing hair in your mouth. It's it's just amazing and it's just mind-boggling how these processes work that we take for granted. So the yeah. cells allow me to do this. It's not even me. It's all my cells connecting and and so it's respecting the intelligence of the cell. Yes. I love that. Well, I always love how our guests respond to these rapid fire questions. Welcome to Hey, I'm Listening. I'm your host, Dr. Joan. This week, we're diving into a captivating lineup of topics with Dr. Asare Christian, and we will be talking about pain and how it shows up. We'll be dissecting how people cope with pain and the ways they navigate this challenging terrain. We'll be discussing if trauma and pain have the same solution and health in the context of pain. We'll also take a closer look at the power of our habits. And towards the end of this week, we'll shine a spotlight on the concept of growth and trace the threads of evolution that have shaped us. It's going to be a thought-provoking journey and conversation as we move through this time together. Welcome to the show, Asare. It is good to have you with us today. Yes, thank you so much. And I'm excited to be here and hopefully contribute meaningfully uh, to educate people about uh, how we can heal and how we get out of pain and all of these things. I know you will. I know you (laughs) will. Dr. Asari Christian is the founder of, am I saying this right, Aether Medicine? Ether Medicine. Ether Medicine, a medical practice dedicated to providing holistic and patient-centered care that addresses the root causes of pain and impairment. With a deep commitment to improving the health and the well-being of his patient, he brings in extensive expertise in to his practice. Dr. Christian is passionate about exploring new and innovative approaches to healthcare, including blue ocean strategy. We're going to talk about these things, folks. Conscious mm-hmm. physician practices, uh, preeminent strategy, precision precision medicine, AI, automation, enabling IT platforms, spirituality, well-being, opportunity mindset, experience revolution, and we would not 
finish or we could not finish properly without the word love, right? He firmly believes that effective pain management requires a holistic approach that takes into account the physical, emotional, spiritual aspects of each patient's health and life. So talk to us about pain. What is your experience with pain that makes you want to talk about it? What is it that you've experienced that makes you want to solve it? What is this thing that you've got going on with pain? Talk to us about that. Yes. Well, thank you for that introduction. And pain is something that I, I would say I, I fell into in terms of treating pain because I, I have been super fortunate not to have had a lot of pain from, you know, from a physical standpoint, right? Growing up, pain has different meanings. And we need pain to allow us to grow, allow us to evolve. Uh, but that's a different context. But pain, when it's physical and people are suffering and they can do specific activities or function that implicate their life, that is something that I, I've been fortunate not to experience that. But I got drawn into it because when I was finishing my residency, um, uh, I had five people in my class, four of them went to do pain fellowship. And I had, I didn't want anything to do with pain. I just said pain is crazy. It's subjective. It's not clear. You know, it was just kind of this esoteric thing. So I, I did not want to do anything with pain. And then I went to get my MPH, Masters of Public Health, and I became aware of pain being such a huge public health uh, because it's something that affects a lot of people. It is preventable and it costs a lot of money. And that's pretty much the definition of public health. So I kind of got exposed to that. I still didn't want to deal with it. And then I started working at a rehab hospital and all my patients, uh, spinal cord injury, brain injury, stroke, MS, Parkinson's, they all have pain. So somehow this thing that I was running away from kept showing up. And I also recognized that how we actually treat pain was not that effective. So it became, all right, I need to figure out how to do this. Um, And through that experience, I've educated myself. I've come to really understand it a lot more. Uh, and then also trying to figure out, you know, how do we take an approach that really solve pain? Because how we do it right now doesn't work. And in fact, recently we just have a publication that shows the prevalence of pain is as high as diabetes. And because people get results, that doesn't last long, right? We can do some pain blockade with medications, with injections, but we are not solving the stuff that perpetuate pain. So that's how I got into uh, pain. So it just, I guess it called me to be a pain management physician. <laughs> right. Yes. Everything around you was like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. I couldn't run away from it. Yeah. Pain. All right. So pain manifests itself in a variety of ways. You know that it can show up physically, emotionally. It can even turn into stuff like diabetes, right? Yes. So there can be the psychological pain, which manifests itself in a variety of ways as well. So could you shed some light when you say get to the cause or, you know, we need something that works or something that is sustainable. Talk to me about what that looks like. And would you vary that based on the type of pain that you're dealing with? Yeah. So that's a great question. And so how I will approach it is just coming to just defining what pain is. Okay. And this is through the lens of people who treat pain, but I, I know the question will we, we'll get there. So yeah. how they define pain or how we define pain by the people who study pain is an unpleasant sensory and emotional experience hmm. that is associated with potential tissue damage. 
Ah, okay. So, so the tissue damage has to be there. Well, it says that potential tissue damage. So yeah. it could be tissue damage. It could be no tissue damage. Right. Okay? okay. So we know that. So what that means is that one pain is an experience. It's a personal experience. Mm-hmm. It's a subjective experience. You're the one that's experiencing it. And there's two, two ways to it. There's a sensory, you feel it. Okay. And then there's also an emotional component at the cellular level. Okay. Because when we have pain, all these two pathways exist. So what happens is that you can have pain where the emotional side or the emotional path will become more relevant. Yes. In your experience or the sensory side of things become more relevant in your experience. Okay. And a lot of times when people have pain from just looking at from a tissue injury or a tissue damage, you know, that approach, it becomes, you know, we block the pain signal. We do some injections. We do all of that, but nothing is done for the emotional aspect of the pain. Uh-huh. Address this. This actually influence the sensory component because we know that the output of the pain itself is coming from the brain. And there's a connection between your cognition, your emotions, and the pain signal, right? And, and I'm sure you understand some of this stuff. And, and so then your cognition, your thoughts, all of those things will influence your pain. Catastrophization. If you think this pain is killing me, this pain, oh my gosh, this pain is bad. Yes. Will up. If yes. you think, oh my gosh, I'm doing great today. It's a wonderful day. You're in a good, positive mood. You don't even think about your pain. Yes. Sad, your pain goes up. When yes. you have pain, that can influence your sadness. So yeah. pain has this emotional sensory experience that we have to kind of dig out what's keeping it there. Yes. And then we have to talk about the causes of it, right? So there's different things will create pain. And you, you already kind of alluded to some of those things where psychological pain will create somatic symptoms, manifestation of the pain. Okay? Yes. Because at the cellular level is the same thing that's happening. Okay, so maybe I can go there a little bit and try to explain what's happening there. Okay, yes. so a simple way to kind of think about pain, we talk about this sensory um, aspect of pain where a cell, for example, you cut yourself. A good way to understand pain is you cut yourself. There is specific inflammatory cascade. Cells comes and synthesize your nerves to let you know, hey, you have to do this because the reason why we have pain is protective mechanism. Pain yeah. is us. So that signal goes all the way into the spinal cord. It gets into the brain, multiple levels before it gets to this place in the frontal cortex where you actually become aware of the pain. So yeah. until that signal gets to the brain, you don't even know that you have pain. So one of the concepts that we kind of understand now is that pain is actually an output from the brain. Mm-hmm. It's not so much what you catch yourself that's causing the pain, but the brain, the, the brain is what is interpreting the pain signal. Okay. Because right. there's times right. where you've injured yourself, you're playing soccer or having something fun, and you don't even know that you hurt yourself. And then you finish like, oh my gosh, what happened here? So pain also have to be interpreted in context, in where you are, even in the culture, where you grew up, influence how you experience pain. So there's all of these things that goes on. But at the cellular level, it becomes a function of a signal that gets to the brain, and the brain has to interpret it. And that signal is not only just cutting yourself. That signal can also be created. When people have had exposure to injuries, to trauma, to danger signal, right? A trauma, depending on what it is, emotional, physical, whatever it is, yes. create this in response at the cellular level. So you can create this thing we call damage-associated molecular patterns. Something that comes from a danger signal to the cell will activate specific cells that will lead or create pain. So uh, hopefully I'm making sense. You are. Um, and I'm loving the conversation. So I, I'm going to the place with you back where you said you respect the cell, right? Yes. And, you know, and the idea that 
a single cell, would it be a single cell or would it be numerous cells at the same time? So I'm thinking about the fact that I got a burn on my tongue and I'm looking at it and it's a very small, a very small thing. You can hardly see it, but yes. it feels so painful. It, I, I was thinking like half my tongue was cut off, you know, yeah. and, and, and but my brain then has this whole process that it's moving through. So is the cell you're talking about here or is the cell you're talking about up here in the brain? Good question. Great question. So <laughs> the cells, there is different cells. There are cells that are sending the information. There are cells who just, their main role, when you create an inflammation cascade, that's not even pain. That's yes. what we call nociception or inflammation. Yes. So that, that signal or that process will tell a different cell, which is a nerve cell. The nerves is what takes that signal to the brain. Okay? Yes. So the whole idea of having inflammation and cascade is to just inform the nerve cell. Hey, guys, we have an injury here. Bring all this stuff into here, but also make the brain aware that there's an injury here and we got to be careful. Yeah, yeah, you know, like whatever healing exactly. that you need to unfold, just unfold it now. I have to unfold. So then the, the nerve cells takes it to the brain. And then when it gets to the brain, then a specific cell, the astrocyte, the microglia, they also have to make an interpretation of it. And all of that interpretation that's actually taking place in the brain it's a function of how people's nervous system has been designed, right? Yeah. So if somebody has a history of trauma and they yeah. already have a very hyperactive nervous system, yes. a little tongue thing may yes. be experienced way bigger than yes. issue, right? Yes. Or for example, somebody will twist their ankle, you know, two people, one person does it, they get some physical therapy, they're better in two weeks. Yes. Another person have the same problem and they would develop chronic pain or complex regional pain syndrome. And it's a function of what type of activities that are going on within the cells in the brain and their life experiences that influence the chronicity of the pain itself. Okay, so I, as a child, and I'm going back to a memory of when I was 10 years old, and I watched my brother get hit by a car. And it's mm. like, you know, I'm thinking he's dead. Like he falls to the ground and I'm screaming my head off. And my brother, don't die. My brother, don't die. You know, that kind of thing. And so, you know, that's been one of my traumatic moments to overcome. So I didn't experience that event. I didn't experience that event, but I experienced yes, the witness. event. You know what I mean? Yes. So, so now I'm in a lot of pain, even though it's, it's like an associated kind of pain, but now, every time something is triggered, you're saying that the cell has a memory of that experience that I've had. And so is it just copying the memory of the experience that I've had and then just replaying it, even though it's this small little thing that's on my tongue? It's literally replaying a memory of like that traumatic moment that was so alarming and like death experience kind of thing is that what's happening with us so not necessarily but that's there's some of it that's also happening so basically when the when the signal the pain signal gets to your brain yes your brain has to interpret that signal yes how it decides to tell you how bad it is yes it's a function of having a reference or something else that it's experienced okay? i see yes so if you've had significant trauma and the trauma has not been resolved, meaning in the way that your body feels safe, it's all yes. safety, right? Yes. So mm. those trauma things happens and your cells, you know, and that's why we have pain and emotion. Right. Emotion helps you to crystallize memory. So right. anytime there's pain, there's an emotional elevation. 
yes. that emotional elevation actually allows you to remember so then you go next time a car is moving you need to move away right yes so that's actually why we have emotion i believe we have emotion attached to that painful signal it's always these two pathways yes so, so i think it doesn't you know your brain has to interpret what's going on so for example you've had this trauma and yes. let's just say that this trauma is still there and it's implicating how you process pain yes. but then this thing happened to you and then uh, you know let's say a tiger or something showed up in your house yes. right now your brain is not going to think about that trauma you had yes when you saw your brother it's actually going to say right now the safest thing is for me to not even feel this pain and run away from here <laughs> so the brain interpret everything in context so right. it depends on what's going on in people's life that influence that experience. And at least by even becoming aware of it, you go, okay, because we can modulate our thoughts. A lot of this stuff is programming. That's already established, right? And being able to become aware of those things actually helps you to kind of go, okay, yeah, it's a bad day. I didn't sleep well. Kind of connecting the dots for yourself so the brain doesn't uh, make it up. And again, all of this are things that we know has been validated. Yeah.